Welcome to the Spring Hills Podcast. My name is Garrett Elliott. I am the worship pastor here at Spring Hills, and today we're going to be talking a little bit more about Pastor Brett's message from week two of our current series. Let's be honest, if you happen to miss the service, don't worry, go check it out on our YouTube channel. Also, download the free Spring Hills app. There you can find out when and where you can stream our services live. And during those times, the staff and the Spring Hills team are online with you. We interact, we pray with you, we encourage you, we worship together. It's really awesome. So check that out. And also remember that we have all of the next-gen resources on there as well. The next-gen teams worked hard to bring a lot of really awesome videos for the youth and the kids within our church. So they can also be enjoying church at home during the quarantine. All right, let's go ahead and check out this discussion of week two. Let's be honest. All right, welcome, guys. Thanks for coming down for uh, the Spring Hills podcast. This is week two of Let's Be Honest, and we have... Josh Rasmussen, John Knapp, and brand new to the Spring Hills podcast is Sean Winardi. Hello. Sean, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell Welcome, us who you Sean. are and why we might know you here at Spring Hills. Let's see. Uh, yes, my name is Sean Winardi. I've uh, been going to Spring Hills for uh, almost a little over 10 years now. Wow. So nice. over a decade. 10 years. A dime. I, uh, let's see. I, uh, dime. I, I give a sermon every once in a while. So once or twice a year, I'm up there. Will COVID-19 reduce the likelihood of this? I'd say uh, yeah, it's likely. This is the real travesty. Likely, but not, uh, yeah, but, you know, excited to, excited to teach. You know what I appreciate by yeah. Sean's, mm-hmm. with, with Sean's sermons is yeah. the uh, illustrations and oh. the slides. Yeah, oh. John Knapp, if you have not watched John Knapp's sermons, he's an illustration guy. Oh, I he love loves illustrations. his illustrations. I love illustrations. Um, so, yeah, go back on yeah. the YouTube channel. Yeah, quick plug about the YouTube channel, by the way. If you happen oh. to miss the the services when we live stream, you can always check them out on YouTube. And you can go back. I think we've got services on there, full services from as far back as um, the quarantine started. But we've got messages on there from um, back in the day when he did the... Uh, Breaking Free series, mm-hmm. I think, was oh, the, the first one, one the... we had on there. The one that went like 48 no, weeks. No, I'm trying to remember what prop John, he always brings a great prop. I really do appreciate that. I remember the boxes inside now did, the boxes. Now, did Tyler like... Sweeney top you with this uh, comfortable chair he brought out here? Because that thing's pretty comfortable. You know, I, 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 I would leave that up to the people. Oh, okay. The people, you know, the impact that it made. We'll have to put I, a vote I out. I vividly remember the illustrations. I, I really think it's powerful, John. I do, too. Really glad. I love illustrations. John, Sean, you're... you're uh, I love positive affirmation, John. Keep going. Yeah, your oh, your like illustrations, that. your slides. You know, I remember running the race. PowerPoint. PowerPoint. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a Sean Monardi sermon. <gasps> they're, well, you, they're available quick on YouTube. Plug of the YouTube channel. You can. Go. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, well, welcome everybody. We're going to be talking about week two of our series. Let's be honest, Pastor Brett. Um, continued the series this week. He was in Psalm fifty-seven. So what we're going to do today? Uh, I kind of want to just get your general thoughts. Each one of you will get talking about different things, but we'll go through Psalm 57, just verse by verse, kind of like Pastor Brett did in his message this weekend, um, and just give our thoughts. Let's get a conversation rolling, how we can be encouraging each other and our church family through all of uh, the chaos that's going on right now, and how we can um, how we can be honest with God about our feelings, you guys, our feelings. So yeah, Sean, um, I'm going to put the pressure on you first. Ooh. What were your general thoughts about Pastor Brett's message today? Or you can dig in just uh, the message or the series as a whole, let's be honest. Yeah, no, I like the uh, I like the idea a lot, which is you know that this is a really unique situation. And, you know, he said I remember there was one thing that kind of stuck out to me in, in the sermon, which was you know the the suffering or the hardship is not optional, but how you respond is. Right. And I really like I've had is so true. You know, one of the things that I, I've definitely learned in my life, and that God's really you know 
given to me in terms of hope is that even in hard times, he's working he doesn't waste anything. And it, uh, the more you go through those types of situations, the more hope you have that he is actually working, you know, cause you can look back, look at some of the hard times, look at the things he's, you know, that he's brought you through, how he's changed you. And it gives you hope as you look forward. And, uh, to me, that is, that is hugely powerful. Hope is hugely powerful. And so you, while you can't, choose the situation. We can't choose this situation that we're going through. All of us are going through. We can choose how we're responding to it. And we can choose the perspective we have when we look at it. And if you can have the perspective that God is doing something worthwhile through it, through you in this time, then that changes everything. Right. It changes everything. It changes your perspective. It gives you hope and it gives you a purpose each day. Yeah. There's really been a common theme throughout the whole quarantine um, the series. We were on series number three with the quarantine uh, being in place. And it's been, uh, oh, Sean's phone thought I said Siri and it started to go off. Sean, no, no, number one, having your phone on. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I think it's been a common theme. Hope is such a huge, a huge theme for us right now because we need hope and perspective also. We've talked a lot about perspective with the band um, just in the weeks that we've been recording, just having perspective on the things that are going on in our lives. So yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, as I think about this series, you know, it's, it's called Let's Be Honest. And I think that's a great place to always start when it comes to going through things that are difficult or hard. You know, you got to be honest because when you, when you aren't honest with yourself, you aren't seeing things for the way that they really are. And until you see things at the, for the way that they really are, you're not able to make any forward movement or strides or anything. And so the, the idea of being honest with God, where you go with your emotions with God, you know, um, you know, our emotions these days are changing all the time, you know, from one day to the next, uh, you know, our feelings about what's going on. We've got updates from, you know, the news and we've got all sorts of different things coming our way. And so we can have a great day. We can have a bad day. It's like a roller coaster, if you will. And so this idea of being honest with God, with our emotions, I think really touches deeply with a lot of people. Um, probably every single person that listens can connect with at least one thing because we all have emotions and emotions aren't a bad thing. He talked about that in week one. But, um, you know, the idea of what we do with our emotions is more of a concern, something that we should consider how we, how we you know, um, express those right. and where we express those, you know, specifically with God. And I love how he's in the book of Psalms because it is such a emotionally driven, you know, scripture uh, passage book that really gives us a chance to really identify in our frustration, in our joy, in our sorrow and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's a roller coaster in itself. Just going up and down. I mean, the um, the ups and downs you see David throughout the the Psalms that he's written. It's really just like there's highs, there's lows. He's all over the place with his emotions, and I think it's actually it's really encouraging to know like, oh, good, I'm not alone in that because I kind of feel like that's me daily. It's just like mm-hmm. there's hours where I'm like, hey, I'm feeling pretty good, and then hours where I'm just like, oh man, I'm so down in the dumps right now and sad. And um, so yeah, it's encouraging to know other people deal with it or have dealt with it. Yeah, and I guess to go off of that, I think um, it's it's good to know that, you know, I, I think people talk about how this is like an unprecedented time that we're in, but to see David talking about this, like in the Psalms, like like he's been through difficult times like this before. Like this is not the first time things like this have happened. Like this is not new to God. Um, mm. So just knowing that we have something to reference and like there there have been times like this before, I think makes it, easier for us to go about it. And, and and I think this connects with a lot of people. And I guess like to Sean's point earlier too, like choosing 
the perspective, like it's not always the easiest thing, but it's like a muscle. Like the more we continue to consciously make that effort to do that, the easier, I don't want to say like the easier it gets, but, um, we grow our faith. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah so. We grow our faith and you, you, you have an opportunity to act in faith by trusting in the Lord in your deepest moments of emotion. And when you do that, you kind of flex that faith muscle. Yeah. And as you flex it more and more and you trust more and more and you give God, you know, more and more of your, your, your trust and your hope. And he, then he comes through because he is faithful, yeah. right? You, you see in turn that your faith grows and, and yep. you can be ready for that next one. The exactly. faith muscle, a great analogy. Well, he's Sean. so good at, you know, the, uh, the physical <laughs> the muscles. Well, he, he's a physical trainer. You're so pointing to me. Oh, no. Like, oh, no. Sorry, Sean. Over, over you too, oh, Sean, Josh. Sean, you're, oh, still, sure. you're still strong now. Thank you. But I love, again, this idea of going to God, being honest with him, and casting your cares right. onto him. Yeah. That's kind of the idea of this whole series, right? Is just like, go to God with your emotions, cast them on him. He's big enough for it. So go to him. Well, it's a little bit weird too. Just, I mean, especially for somebody who's new to, um, new to a relationship with God to be like, wait, so God knows everything. Why do I need to voice my feelings and my emotions to, to a God that knows everything? It's valid, yeah. And um, it's really, it can be, so this is why one of the reasons I think this is such a valuable series is because understanding that that's what we should be doing, cast your cares upon the Lord. And um, just to know that that's what you can be doing with the emotions and especially times when it feels like they're a little out of control. Um, and I can relate to that. Um, let's start out here in Psalm 57, verse 1. Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me, for in you my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings I will take refuge till the storms of destruction pass by. And Brett kind of stopped after that verse, and he talked about the storms. Um, how can we be encouraging people? There's so many different kinds of storms right now that people are going through because we have, and we've talked about this many times even on the podcast, just people going through um, the questions of whether they are going to have a job when this is over, people that already know that they have lost their jobs, people that are working twice as much and not able to see their family, people that are uh, stuck inside and dealing with maybe depression or dealing with um, an addiction of some kind. So there's so many different storms, a variety of them that people can be dealing with. So how can we just as uh, Christian brothers and sisters be encouraging um, be encouraging the people to stick with it through the storms of destruction until they pass by, take refuge under, and Brett used the analogy of, a, of I think, a chick underneath its, its mom's mm-hmm. wings and taking refuge under the shadow of God's wings. Um, how can we be encouraging one another? Yeah, you know, the way I think about it, it's kind of interesting, you know, this idea of taking refuge in God. You know, what does that look like for each individual? You know, we're all going through such, such different things. And, you know, to me, you know, taking refuge in God is really trusting that, you know, he is with you and that he's working in you and he's working through the situation and that ultimately he brings all things together for the good of those that love him and are called to his purposes, you know? So, you know, to me, it's, it's exactly what Brett was saying where, you know, you can't, you're not going to get, you know, your relationship with God doesn't mean, you know, that everything works out the way that you intend it to work out, you know, or, or that, you know, bad, you know, bad times won't come, you know, it doesn't mean any of that. It means that, that you now are with God, that God is with you, uh, that, that because of that relationship, you know, a, a waterfall of promises now apply to Mm. you that are Mm. extreme and important. And one of those is that, 
you know, it's, it's Romans 5, you know, that it's suffering now produces a new perseverance and perseverance produces character and mm. character produces hope. And this hope will not disappoint you. It will not put you to shame because of the Holy Spirit that's been given to you. Mm. It's like, oh my gosh. It's like, so you're saying that, that in each moment, no matter how bad it gets, that God is working and that I can trust that he's working. And that he will ultimately do something good, not only for his kingdom, but even for me individually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, that is, that's what finding refuge to me in in my life Mm. has been. You know, that's what it's looked like. You know, it's more of a, more of a, you know, more of the trust that he's working, you know, less the, less the comfort, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think going off of like the topics of storms, I heard, um, Pastor uh, Jeremy Johnson down in Los Angeles one time talked about how there's different types of storms God will kind of bring on our lives. Like there's a storm of perspective or he's just, he's trying to change our point of view on something. Like there's something happening here that had these difficult times not happen, like we otherwise would not see this other perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a storm of direction. Like God is in some way or somehow redirecting us Um to do something different, whether it's, it's a career or, or relationship, like whatever it may be. Um, sometimes like these difficult times allow us to stop and think and kind of assess like the grand situation to, to potentially move somewhere else. And then I think the third one was, is like a storm of like caution or something like, like God's just putting things on hold in your life for a specific reason. And you may not be able to see it right now, but as, you continue to have faith, like continuing to flex that faith muscle. And then once the storm passes, you'll be able to look back on it and see the good that's come from it. Right. I love, there's songs that we sing and there's certain lines within the songs that are so simple, but they just, they can impact me um, so much. Like, and yeah. we've talked about it even a few times already on the podcast in the, in Waymaker, when we say, even when I don't see it, you're working, when I don't feel it's it, you're line. working. Yeah. And it's, even though it's, it's such a simple line in the song, to me, that's one of the biggest, most impactful lines of the song is because it's such a good reminder because it's easy to be mm-hmm. praising God in the good times. It's easy to be praising Absolutely. God when things are going the way that you want them to be mm-hmm. going um, or the way that you plan or intend them to. But yeah, so I mean, even when I don't see it, God's working when I'm down and I'm just like, man, I don't I don't get this. I don't understand why this is what we're going through, why this is the, the struggle. I don't know what you can do out of this that's good. Um, and then there's another, uh, another line from a song, which is you take what the enemy meant for evil and you use it for good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's another good reminder, just to, especially through, um, through these kinds of storms. Yeah. yeah. I would only add, you know, when he talked about protection or when he talked about, excuse me, when he talked about, you know, the, uh, provision or just, you know, the, the idea of the, the, the chick being covered, he, he drew a line back to the cross right. and the, he drew a line towards, Christ's sacrifice for us and that in our lives, you know, our sin is what is, you know, our cave or our sin is what is our dark time in a way. And there is then this sacrifice given the the shedding of the blood is what covers us and takes, you know, takes us from the darkness into the light and delivers us from our sin, delivers us from the condemnation of God, delivers us into his, you know, mercy or from into his mercy and into his grace and into this future with him and, you know, this idea that 
that we are covered in the blood of Christ. You know, that's such an interesting saying. If like you're new to faith or if you're new to the church, and so kind of hearing that might sound weird, but it's this idea that that Jesus paid the price for you and that his his shed blood on the cross is what covers the payment for your sin. You know, I, I you know, you go to dinner with somebody and you say, I got this covered. You know, I don't worry about it, I got it covered. That's what Jesus has done for us on the cross. He's covered it. And in the same way that a that a that a mama hen you know, covers her, her, her chicks and protects them. That is what Christ has done for us from our sin. And I just love that idea that, that our greatest need, our greatest, our greatest battle is, is first and foremost, you know, like our sin. It's not COVID. It's not, you know, not being able to go out of our house. It's our sin. And I love how he drew a line back to that this, this weekend, because, you know, that that's really where it starts for right. us. That's where the hope begins. Yeah, and in verse 2, it says, I cry out to God most high, and Brett spent a few minutes saying, God most high. Um, so not just on high, most high. Not the disease is not most high. Uh, the finances are not most high. Uh, the helplessness or the just feeling um, purposeless in your life or whatever it is, or just not being able to leave the house and feeling uh, feeling depressed. I've talked to numerous people that yeah. are really feeling like they've never dealt with any kind of depression before, but they're mm-hmm. starting to like, is this what this mm-hmm. is? Is this what it feels like? Like not wanting to even get out of bed now because I'm just like, is this what life is going to be like for a while? And there's just kind of the hopelessness. Um, and that's not what's on high. It's God most high. Mm. And um, verse two finishes the second uh, part of verse two says, uh, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. And that's something I also really appreciate it as a good reminder because this is uh david's in a cave when he's writing this and he has been saul has been rejected right and david's going to become king but right now david's in a cave and can you imagine how you're supposed to you're going to be king and you're just stuck in a cave wondering when this is going to be over and like then he even gets an opportunity to kill saul and he wouldn't do it because yeah. that wasn't you know that wasn't the plan that god had for him um and it just that just reminds me over and over God will fulfill his purpose for you uh, in his timing and in his way. Yeah, First Samuel chapter 24. Right. If you want to read that uh, story about David having a chance to kind of end his uh, emotional roller coaster, if you will, before God's timing, right? And uh, he doesn't because he, he doesn't want to invade the, the plan that God has. You know, he, he recognizes his role in it all. And that is that he trusts God's timing. He trusts God's plan. He trusts- How hard would that have been, man? I mean, you think about that and it's just like, if you had a chance, if it's laying in front of you where you go, oh, I can make this happen right now on my own. It's so hard to just go, no, I'm going to trust God and let him do it on his If you can do something right now to end the quarantine. You'd do it. You would do it in a second. (laughs) Anybody would, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, even like it's, David had the opportunity to end it but yet he chose to not because he wanted to trust more in the plan of God, the sovereignty right. of God, the the mercy, the faithfulness of God. He trusted in that. Like that's kind of where, you know, that that there it is right there. Like yeah. we 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 have to trust that there is something that God is doing right now, even though we don't see it. Well, I was talking to somebody the other day, um, and we were talking about kind of that same idea, which was like Man, when's this going to be over? Hey, God's already doing awesome things, and we've mentioned a lot how many people we've seen come to Christ yeah. because they're they're watching church services online now because there's no sports on, there's no there's nothing, for, there's no oh new things gosh. going on. 
but it's just like, <laughs> this is what's all over Facebook, yeah. all over Instagram, social media, all over the places, these church services, and people are coming to Christ in, in massive numbers. And so when we were talking, he was like, hey, you know what? If the quarantine needs to last a few more months for someone else to come to Christ, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh, I feel kind of convicted <laughs> right now. <laughs> the, because... the, question, the question is like, can God do something good right. from this? Absolutely, right. you yeah. can. It's beyond what we can fathom with our own mind, right? And so we, we place our trust in, in him. You right. know? He, he, he allowed Paul to, to go to prison, right? And as a result of that, you know, the jailer became a believer. He allowed his son to go to the cross, right? And did something good come out of that? You know, absolutely, yes. right? That's, yeah. And I believe that there's something good that he can do out of this as well. Yeah. And already has been. Totally. Yeah. I think the, what I really like about that verse is it, it kind of, it, it differentiates between like my purpose and his purpose. And it's like the highest, you know, desire that we can have or, you know, that we should have, I guess. But, you know, that, that we want is for God's purpose to be fulfilled. Like right. that's, you know, we know that, you know, it's like in our head, we're like, okay, yes, okay. We want God's purpose to be fulfilled here. But, but, we, you know, there's sort of this acknowledgement that his purpose might differ from my plan. One of the things that stuck out uh, in the next part with Brett's message was that he said Psalm 57 was written for people that feel like they're being pursued. Um, and that was David. He was hiding. Mm. And uh, I, I'm, well, I won't go on that tangent. That's pointless. I was going to say a, a joke. We won't do that. We no. don't need to, we don't need to joke. <laughs> on, this is not a joking yourself. podcast. I like serious. jokes. I think, um, the, I think the people want a joke. Okay. The joke is basically oh, just that the it. quarantine gets a lot more fun if you pretend like you're somebody that's committed a crime and is laying low oh oh and trying not to get caught by the authorities oh makes it a lot more fun when you have to stay home that's the joke i don't think it's very funny anymore uh but yes god has a purpose um with god's purpose is going to be different than our purpose a saying that i've always really liked is uh you know if you want to make god laugh tell him your plans Mm. and Mm -hmm. um, that's always been kind of a, a funny thing with my life is because i feel like i make these plans yeah and constantly just see God go, uh, no, 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 no. Um, you don't need to tell me. I got this. Go ahead. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm driving. You don't need to give me the the passenger seat directions. Um, but yeah, God's purpose instead of my own. It's hard to do that sometimes to to go with that to cry out to God in affirmation for who He is um, before you've been uh, guided or directed to uh, the the resolve or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That is probably one of the hardest things for me. You know, I think as I think about just over the last 10 years, you know, one of the, like the harder times for me is when something happens and I don't understand why, and it's not what I want. And it feels like, you know, that, that things are going kind of going a bad direction and I get frustrated at what, you know, and not knowing what God's doing or what maybe what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and I think the, you know, as I look back on some of those feelings on the situations, I look back and I think, oh my goodness, God actually did something very good in my life yeah. during those times, yeah. kind of as a result of those times. You can see the road I, that it led yeah, you down. Yeah, re- and, and it sounds, you know, a little, you know, I'm not sure if stereotypical is the right word, but, it, but it's so true. I mean, if, for each of us, I'm sure you look back on your life and you think of some of those harder times and you can see how God use that either to change you or to yeah. bring you to a, a place, uh, you know, that allows you to do more for his kingdom. I mean, who knows? I mean, it's just kind of, it, it's kind of an amazing thing, but in the moment it can feel terrible. Well, you would never write your story the way that God right. writes yeah. your story, right? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the idea. Yeah. Like if you were writing the story, it would be all about 
comfort. Yeah. It would be about the joy. Right. It would be about the excitement. But God wants, he's more interested in developing us into who we can be in him and developing our character and developing our faith and growing us in, you know, our hope towards him. Totally. And how impactful would David's Psalms have been had David just had his story written the way he wanted, where it was just this cushy life of, of, uh, of comfort and luxury. We just missed out. I'm not saying that that's what David would have written, but mm. for the most part, I don't think he would have written, hey, put me in a cave yeah. while somebody's trying to hunt me down and kill me. I don't yeah. think that would have been part of his story. But Probably not. No. Now we can look back. Sean, was that part of the story that you wrote for yourself to hide in a cave? Yes, um, it was. I have oh, that. okay. Well, and God didn't go there with you. Well, and I think about John 10, 10, you know, Jesus saying, you know, I have come to give you life and to give it to the fullest, you know, and sometimes we cannot experience the fullness of life until we experience some of the pain of life. Right. You know, and then coming out of that being delivered and understanding how good God is in it. Cause you don't understand how good God is when you're not in need of him. Right. You know, only when you're in need of him, do you recognize the character and the goodness and the, the faithfulness and the love of God, the mercy of God, the, you know, all these great words that you can come up with, right? That who God is, uh, you don't you don't see that as clear unless you go through some of those valleys, right? Yeah, yeah, and I this makes me think of uh, Donald Miller's book. Um, it's called A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. For those of you who haven't read it, it's an awesome book. Um, but basically, the whole theme of it talks about you know seeing your life as a story, and God is the the author of of our lives, and um. The whole point of a story is not to arrive safely at death. It's it's about character development. And when you can see it that way, like a lot of times there are going to be inciting incidents that have to take place, like things that we may not want to have happen, but are going to happen to force us to develop or grow our character in some way, shape, or form. And I think, um, yeah, when you can just see things from that perspective and understand that um, kind of like your roots are being pulled up and you're, you're you're growing in some way, um, yeah, it, it just changes your perspective towards it all. Right. Yeah. Josh, that was encouraging to me. I like Thank that. You've read, really, you read that book. Sorry. I have not read the book. It's a great oh. book. I might get it on Same author Audible. Of I have two free Blue credits. Two audiobooks? Ooh, two credits. Yes, I, well, I, I run now. Oh, yes, you do. Three times a week. I do podcasts. And, I oh. listen to podcasts, but yeah. audiobooks. What is no, it, no, like, no, a, yeah, like a couch audiobooks. to 5K kind of thing? It is kind of feels like mm. that. Yeah. I, I, there was a time during the quarantine I didn't nice run segue. for a while. I'm try, starting to run a little bit. Nice. You know, uh, this doesn't have anything to do with running, but uh, bringing us back to this idea of, you know, God's faithfulness and stuff was one of Brett's biggest points before he got into his two principles was this idea of giving God the praise before he gives you the deliverance, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's, that's a good, mm -hmm. that's a good thing for us to really wrestle with because that's not natural to us. Right. We will give the praise once we've seen it, right. you know? Mm -hmm. um, but it is an, is it, it is another faith flexing exercise, yeah. you know, of, of, of knowing who he is mm -hmm. and then being able to trust him in the future mm -hmm. for that deliverance mm -hmm. in the present time. Right. And in verse five, I think that's where he stopped or started with that, right? Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. And I think um, he'd kind of said, like, David's David's thought process here is like, I'm in this cave, bottom line, I'm nervous and I'm angry, but God, be exalted. And um, that's one of those things that, I mean, I, I say this over and over throughout this. Um, I can relate to that. What do, you, what do you look at in this psalm and feel like you can relate to most? Because 
that's the part that I look at where um, maybe I don't relate to being able to just go, God, be exalted in this, but I really relate to just like the, uh, I mean, verse four, my soul is in the midst of lions. I lie down amid fiery beasts, the children of man whose teeth are spears and arrows, whose tongues are sharp swords. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. And I'm like, man, I really... I really feel like, man, sometimes my soul is in the midst of lions and I just feel that down. And I, I have to drag myself out of this, um, this hole to, to remember to be glorifying and exalting God even through these times. So I feel like that's the part that hits me the most. Is there a part through this psalm that you relate to or that is uh, the most impactful for you? Yeah, it's, it's probably similar, actually, that same verse for me. I mean, for me, mm-hmm. it's the idea that, you know— it's not that life with it's not a life without pain is not exactly the expectation. You know what I mean? It's or suffering. You know that that there's going to be significant challenge and hardship and you know, <laughs> suffering in our lives, and it's just gonna you know there, and that there's sort of a reality there, and that's you know what Brett was talking about, and and yet we can praise God. So it's like oh my goodness, okay, so. So life, there is suffering, and yet I can praise God. So this is kind of a this interesting, you know, idea and concept. And the idea and the reason we can praise Him is because of His characters, because of who He is, and you know, more so than you know that He'll get us out of it. You know, it's more who He is, and it's what He promises to do. And uh, he is a good God that is faithful to keep his promises, that has saved us, that has rescued us, uh, that has done the work and, uh, and is offering that gift to us. And then he promises even after we're saved, even after we come to this relationship, into this relationship with, with him, that he's going to continue working in us. Mm-hmm. He's going to continue this relationship, this, you know, this is real relationship with us where he's going to develop us and change us and use us right. for his purpose, his godly purpose. And that is great news. And for that reason, we can praise him even when things are hard today. Yeah, sometimes we see uh, we see a we see a road that God can take us down, and we go, "Oh, that's not paved. It looks bumpy. I'm not going to go down that road. This one's nice and paved. It's wide. There's mm-hmm. there's two lanes, so I'm not going to get stuck behind a truck. You know, just those kinds of things that come to my mind about like what path are you going to choose to take if you have mm-hmm. those two choices. But if you go down the path that God's taking you, like you said earlier, you can look back and see, oh, all those bumps, all of the all of the um, the potholes or whatever it is, they were worth it because I got to this part where God has brought me to this and God be exalted through this. And, um, it's, it makes me really like, you know what? I can deal with the, I can deal with the, the bad times and the hard times because I've seen God time and time again at the end of that road be like, Hey, see, this is where it got you. And I, I mean, my whole testimony kind of leads up to like, Hey, this is where God got you, where I end up in ministry and in no way did I plan on doing that. And it was just God's plan over and over and over and over being re kind of like, kind of like the, the Google maps where it redirects you. Yeah. You take mm-hmm. a different turn and it goes, okay, well, here's the direction. Now you got to go a mile that way, turn left and you'll be back on the right path. And then you turn right and it goes, okay, well now you can go mm-hmm. this way and this way and this way. And the longer you go off the path, mm-hmm. the harder it is to get back on the right track. And God's path is still there. And it's just that, um, it's, it's the path that's going to lead to what his purpose has been for you. Yeah. 
There's like a good country song in that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) We can write that next on the... I have another podcast, actually. It's about writing country songs. (laughs) And and jokes. And jokes. There's a song. Country jokes. There's a song like, God bless the broken road, (gasps) you know? Rascal Flats. Rascal Flats. Mm -hmm. That brought me back. Sean is from Texas. That was quick. That was quick. Rascal Flats. (laughs) There's some theology in country songs. Not all I listened to that song on the way here. Did you really? Yeah, it's a wonderful song. I listened to Jesus Take the Wheel. Oh, Carrie Underwood. Yeah. Love that one. It's great. You guys really know your artists. I that am a hey, confession I time. Country. I am a bit of a country. I'm a oh, I'm a country I fan. Love country. I love country. Music. John and I'm I are Texas. from the Central Valley, which yep. is also a little it's bit an of extension a of Texas con- country town. It is, Sean, I feel or, like I'm a kindred spirit yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, hey, we should get back on track. Sure. I'm back on God's path, okay. right? Yep. Not on yep. our own. Of yep. talking about country songs. Fair Verse three is great for me. You know, God's steadfast love and faithfulness uh, was kind of the point that Brett pulled out of verse three. Um, you know, we've got to trust in him. God's going to do it in his way. And, and, and we got to see it that way. Uh, you know, he's faithful. We're going to get through this. You know, it's, it's a great scripture to be reminded of. I love the word steadfast. You know, I love the idea of just God's constant, steadfast love and faithfulness. Like if there are two things that I would want my God to be, it would be loving and faithful. It would be loving and faithful every time. I mean, obviously, I'd add more to that list, but the idea of him being loving, which kind of gives this idea that he's good, you know, so you don't have to doubt what's coming your way. And then faithful, which means just like promise keeper. You know, those are, I mean, that to me is what we hold on to in the cave. Does God love me? Yes. Is he faithful? Yes. I will make it out of this cave. Right. I will make it out of this cave. And I'm going to praise him. Yeah. I'm going to praise him. Josh, what about you? What in this Psalm 57 has impacted you the most or can you relate to the most? Um, I think I'm trying to like think of like a specific verse, but like what Garrett, like you and, and Sean were just touching on about how like just going back to like the goodness of God, I think this is where we can really keep in mind um, the sacrifice. Like th- this, I think all this should point us to the cross more than anything and just understanding like the magnitude of what Jesus did for us um, because I think that in itself um, – leads to gratitude. And I think gratitude through all this, like when you can, when you're in the cave and you can be thankful for all the things God has done and, and for the promises that he has, um, that allows you to just look forward and, and know like, like what John was just saying too. I think that's super important to say, I will make it out of this. Not, I'm going to try, like, I'm going to do what I can. It's, it's no, I, I will. And you need to trust that God will, will get you out of this. And I think like Pastor Brett mentioned, like on one side of this, you have people who are going to work really hard, like try to force the issue and try to do everything they can to try to get themselves out. But then I think where I've seen a lot of people, and, and including myself at times, in a situation like what we're in right now with the quarantine, um, you kind of go to the other side of that with the anger and anxiety and frustration. It kind of like this influx of emotion. It all kind of leads you to be apathetic. Mm-hmm. And... um. I was catching up with a friend from college and, and she's pretty heavily involved with, um, with fellowship of Christian athletes. And she had read me this quote. Um, and it basically just says, perhaps we shouldn't feel fear of failure, but we should fear apathy to look straight at the sacrifice of all God has done and feel apathetic and ungrateful to forget the bitter taste of death that brought the sweetness of life and to get so caught up in the fleeting emotions and thoughts begging for our attention that we completely miss out on the reality of the foundational truths of our identity. So, all that's to say. That's a great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great I, it like blew me away. Like when she read that, 
um, looking to the cross and the sacrifice that Jesus has made and just being grateful for that and knowing that God is going to get us out of this. Right. One of the things that I've noticed, um, I've been here at Spring Hills for a little over three years now. One of the things I noticed, um, I've, I've grown up in church and I've had uh, some really great pastors and, and ministers throughout my life that have been big impacts on me. And I still have good relationships with some of them. One of them um, happens to be my dad. And so I do have a good relationship with my dad. And I've, I've listened to him preach for, I mean, 30 years now. And um, he, I mean, it's, it's constant that everything comes back to the cross. And Brett does that so well. He brings it back to the cross. He brings it back to remembering what this is about. And it's not all about just feeling good um, and, and being a motivational speaker. It's about understanding that, uh, first of all, that you have a God who's loving and faithful. And second of all, that you need a God to rescue you because you're a sinner and what you deserve isn't a God that's loving and faithful. And it mm. isn't, uh, it isn't a life of, um, or an eternity with him in heaven. It's, it's so much worse than that. And because God is loving and faithful and merciful, uh, he's, he's extended this to us. And Brett does such a great job of always reminding us of that, no matter where he goes. It's actually, it's really impressive to me that he can do this, but it's also like, well, duh, you can bring all of this back to the cross because this is what this is about, right? Yeah. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. But when he starts, he, he starts wrapping up his messages sometimes and he goes, he brings it back to a relationship with Christ and he does an invitation every week. And it's awesome because it, it reminds us that like, that's what, that's what this is about. Having a relationship with my savior. It's not about getting out of this and having a more comfortable life. It's about having a relationship with God and, uh, and accepting his son as our savior. And actually, you know, that's what I love about the, you know, David in general, you know, David, um, the, the story of David's life is one of just, you know, tremendous extreme, you know, where it's like, it'd be know, an amazing movie if somebody yeah, could do no, this. Really, well. I mean, really, I mean, but it's like, you know, and it, there's a picture of us and all, you know, all this, but you know, where he, you know, goes from humility to, you know, a king, but, you know, extreme failure and even, you know, extreme sin and wrongdoing, but yet, you know, is still observed to be, you know, this man after God's heart. And it's like, thank God that God is a merciful, wonderful God, mm-hmm. you know, that despite mm-hmm. the extremes of the way, you know, the things we do wrong, you know, all of us, I mean, the things that we've all done wrong, despite all of that, he still pursued us and loves us and cares about each one of us. You know what I mean? He still does that. He died for us and he did that despite all of this, all the extreme, you know, wrongdoing, all that. And it's only because of God's character that we're in a position now today to say we can have a relationship with him and that in these hard times, he can be changing us. I mean, thank God for who he is. I totally agree. It's exactly what you said, Josh, which was like, you know, one of our greatest fears should be to should should Apathy. be to become apathetic towards yeah. what God has done. I totally agree. That was really powerful. I mean, it's like how true, you know, how true yeah. that is for us to forget what God has done, and and what you know the, what character He must have in order to do the things that He's done. Right. You know, so that we can be in a position today that in our suffering He can be working in us and right. changing mm-hmm. us and using us to do his work. Right. You know, what a, what amazing, you know, yeah. an amazing truth that is, you know, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and John said the same thing. It's like, you have to say like, I will get out of this. Like it, it's speaking truth of your life. Like yeah, that's there, what it comes down to. There is a, there is a biblical principle of 
your faith being a confident assurance. Mm-hmm. That, that 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 those two words together necessary for this understanding that there's a confident assurance in what God's going to do as yeah. if it's already happened that's the type of assurance that you have so there's it's not that you that we never doubt i mean it's human to to have doubts and concerns and worry and anxiety right so i'm i'm not trying to burden you with this idea that we need to always have this but that is what the bible does speak about when it comes to this character of God that we can be confident and we can be assured that God is going to do what he is going to do, what he's going to do. Yeah. And, and when he promises that, he, is, he, he, he never breaks a promise and nothing in the world can keep him from breaking that promise. Yeah. That is the power and sovereignty of God. Yeah. And I would say, like, don't beat yourself up too if you find yourself doubting God because it kind of comes back to what we were talking about earlier. Like it's, it should point you back to the cross, and and once you see God's provision for your life, it, it's it's like flexing that that muscle again. Like there, there's healthy doubt. It's what Sean said. There, nothing that we experience, our emotions, will be wasted towards God crafting us into who He wants us to be and developing us yeah. into the person that we are. That's good, Sean. Oh, and Sean, when you're talking about David's <laughs> David's life, uh, just the extremes that he had, you know, the extreme sins, um, and we look at who we've been talking about the last few weeks. It's Paul and it's David. Yes, right. So two guys yeah, that like notoriously, man, you, <laughs> notoriously no, no, yeah. bad people. Yes, you think you're bad? Go read about Paul and David. <laughs> exactly. They are really, really bad. <laughs> exactly. And yet the Bible gives them a lot yeah, of. Yeah. A lot of space. A lot of face. A lot of face time <laughs> with, of space with the big man. In yeah. The paper, you know what I mean. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's 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 crazy that like I there's something that being a, a youth pastor for the first uh, I don't seven or eight years that I was in ministry, there was a lot of uh, feeling from the kids that the Bible's ir- irrelevant and how well it's so dated and it doesn't you know like the cave thing you know like well nobody's having to go hide in a cave right now and I don't that's not relevant to me and I'm like. It, it's not, maybe not specifically, maybe you're not hiding in a cave in Santa Rosa, but you might, you're hide, you might be hiding in a metaphorical cave. The question or is, what I is mean, your cave? Yeah, what is your cave? That if is your it. cave is, is an addiction or, if, or whatever it is, mm. um, we can go, go for a while on that. But like the, the point that I mean is like looking at this stuff, there's nothing that, there's nothing irrelevant about any part of the Bible because we can look at it. It's amazing to me that God can have something that's happened so, so long ago in in, an, in a situation that I will have in, in no way come anywhere close to experiencing the way what Paul did in that prison or what uh, David did in this cave. And it's I look at it and I go, but I can relate so much to those guys. And it's amazing mm-hmm. to me that that can happen, that you can relate so much. Um, and then just the way that also in this, in this psalm that relates so much to just the way that his emotions are kind of up and down. But he says... Uh, in verse 5 and then also in verse 11, which Brett kind of compared to the chorus again, which is be exalted above, oh God, above the heavens, let your glory be over the earth. Yeah, it's the same God, you know, same David's God is our God, you know, it's like that. the way he... The same power. Yeah, I mean, the same, I mean, the, the way God responds to David is the same, it's the same God, unchanging God, you know, he is a God that that is merciful, that is, you know, just yet merciful. And, uh, and, and so we can look at how he relates to people like David and people like Paul and trust that he's going to relate to us in the same way. Right. You know, that he, he is, uh, is the same powerful, compassionate, just, merciful God. Right. All right. Well, uh, as we wrap up here, any final thoughts about week two? Um, week two of Let's Be Honest. 
We covered quite a bit. So yeah. uh, if we're, I'll if, kick us off, you know, I mean, yeah. I love to have a final thought, you know, I'm looking at my notes down here, but you know, I need uh, to have like a theme song. Gosh. This is our <laughs> final thoughts. Gosh, you know, there's awesome. so many that you could say, you know, he did say, I'd say two things, right? He says, number one, at the very end, he says, praise is built on the bedrock of faith and trust. You know, I, I don't know if I just stole somebody's final thought. Garrett's kind of looking at me like maybe I did, but praise is built on I don't the bedrock have many thoughts. of oh. faith and, and trust. And so, you know, God seeing us through this, um, you know, thanking God, worshiping him, understanding that there will be a day when we do come, we do come out of the cave. Uh, so that, that was one thing that kind of stuck out. And then if you're listening to this and you're just thinking to yourself, you know, I want to grow in my faith. You know, I want to grow in my faith right now. And how can I grow in my faith in the midst of this quarantine? Uh, Brett did say, and this is a direct quote, because I just literally typed it down as soon as he said it. It says, you want to grow in your faith, then realize the trouble isn't optional. The response is, thank and praise God before you're delivered. That, that to me, if you just take that and bottle it, you know, I think you've got the essence of really what Brett wanted to communicate uh, today, this week for us, as we go into this work week, as we go into this, continue into this, you know, quarantine and, and things being different. You know, James talks about when you experience trials, John 16 says, you know, in this life, you'll have, you know, many trouble. Mm-hmm. Trouble is not optional. You know, I, I, once we get past that, we say, okay, but we, we get to the place of our response, not reacting but responding because we do have the opportunity to choose how we're going to respond. And, um, and I, and I trust that I will see God through. And, you know, I love that song we sang today. You know, I don't even know the name of it. Yes, I will. Is that what it's called? Yes, I will. Yes, I will. It's called the name of the song. Great I love song. that song. Vertical it's call. a really cool song. Um, I choose to praise was the line that really stuck out to me uh, to glorify the name above all names. You have a choice right now in this trouble to choose to pray. We can't control the trouble. We can't control the virus, but we can control our emotions and how we respond to God. Um, and when you do, be honest with it. That was great, John. Yeah. I'm not just saying that because John's sitting across the table from me. That was awesome. Yeah, that was. And I think it, it I guess like to, for my final thought, it, it's, it's super relatable, like this message and everything. It's, it's, I, it, it hits me on a really personal level. Like I wasn't having the best week before this. And then, um, it's it can be easy sometimes like to to be apathetic or like to just let yourself slide a little bit but knowing these things like it it allows you to reset so uh, for anybody out there who may be feeling the same way i think to just bounce off what john just said um you know you have a choice and continue to tune into what pastor brett's saying um and and to the positive things like the life-giving things uh, from these messages and, and choose to make that choice to apply them to your life because it, it's going to make a difference. Right. Yeah. And I'll just say, you know, I, I just kind of listening to this and, uh, you know, this, this podcast has been even helpful for me, you know, just as we kind of, I've often found that as you talk about God with people, it's kind of like, even you're kind of preaching to yourself in many ways, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'd say, you know, the, the last thing I'll say is that, you know, if you're listening to this and, you know, you're going through something very difficult, mm-hmm. you know, I just want you to know that you, know, you can have hope a confident hope that God is not wasting this experience, mm-hmm. that he is, he is actively working in the situation, not only to change you, but to do something great for his kingdom. And, you know, just, you know, it, it, there's, there's a lot about the, you know, the life that will feel 
difficult. But the reason we can praise God even in these hard times is because of his character, his unchanging, wonderful character Mm. and his promises. And one of those promises that he is working in every situation, this situation you're going through right now, he's working in it for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. He He is working and he is changing you. So hold on and have hope. Amen. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be doing a song in a couple of weeks that John really likes called uh, Rattle. It's a new ah. elevation song. And it, what you just said, Sean, uh, kind of reminded me of it. Um, where And in, that, in the song, he starts talking about, um, you know, just ask uh, the man who was thrown on the bones of Elisha if there's anything that our God can't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, ask the stone that Ooh. was rolled. Uh, if what happens when God says to move mm-hmm. and then it says, I feel him doing it now. I feel him moving it now. And, um, and again, in the song and another point in the song, it says, you're not going to run out of miracles anytime mm. soon. It's really a really cool mm-hmm. song. And the lyrics are, are, uh, should, um, I'm going to use the word juicy. Those lyrics juicy? are juicy. I was like, you should put a link to the juicy. song on Spotify in the description. I can do that. So yeah. Can it's called Rattle by Elevation. They Smart. they put out a new album fairly recently. And you, uh, a lot of people that listen to um, listen to a lot of Christian music have probably heard some of the songs on that uh, on that album already because it's it's pretty popular. But it's a really cool song. Uh, we'll be doing it in a few weeks. But it's uh, it, rem- it reminded me of that. It's a very similar kind of feel to the song we used to sing often, which was Do It Again. I've seen you move mountains. Mm. I'm going to see you do, see you do it again. Um, and I think the the theme that comes back pretty much every time that uh, we do this podcast is that there's hope. Mm-hmm. We have hope in Christ. Yeah. And if you have yeah. your hope in the right place, if you have your hope in God, um, you're going to be okay. Yeah. You're going to make yeah. it through. God's yeah. going to carry you yeah. through. He's not going to, he's not going to let you fall. He's not going to let, he's not going to let that happen. Um, and he's faithful. Just like John, you pointed out um, that he's faithful and he's loving. So, yep. Hey, thanks guys for being here. I appreciate fun. it. No, yeah, really this is good. It. Yeah. It's a good good group, guys. Good John, group. Man, Excellent. Right. Hey, the boys. First time. Good to see you guys. Pastor Brett's gonna yeah. he's gonna miss he's gonna feel jealous. <laughs> he will have wished we he, he was here. We got room for you, Pastor Brett, at this uh, time. He he's gonna be back next week for Ooh. the uh conclusion of Let's Be Honest. Awesome. Um so we'll get his thoughts on that. That's kind of the idea is to get Pastor Brett on the um the first one and the last one yeah. of each series. Um and then as much much as he wants to be on it, we obviously would love I to have I wonder how him much he, he filters for Sunday that we don't get. And that's why this podcast is so good. Yeah, I mean, like it's filtered not in a, not in a bad way. Not like not like he's no. filtering. <laughs> I don't mean that in a negative that's way. Like a, that's kind of how I was thinking of it at first. Like when you said, "I wonder how much he filters," I was like, "Gosh, like does he just want to like rip into people or something?" No, like, no, no, no. <laughs> what I mean is, as you prepare, I mean, I've, yeah, I've yeah. done sermons before. Sean does, and you guys have probably given messages and stuff you got, before. You got 25, 30 minutes. You do, and yeah. you got to filter through a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. I and think there's sometimes where Brett starts to dig into some things in this that uh, you can almost tell, like it's on his notes or something yeah. like he wanted to get to. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, the downside right now is that on Saturday nights, we normally get a little bit more of that. Mm-hmm. And then he has to sometimes cut it out on Sunday because right. there's back-to-back services. Um, but we get that, the raw, <laughs> yeah. the, the raw, <laughs> right. un- unfiltered <laughs> Brett, which is always fun. Saturday night so. services are fun. That's, oh, that's usually what I go to, uh-huh. so... There, anything, Once things are back to normal, if you guys haven't been, go to Saturday yeah, night. Anything can happen on a Saturday night. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how it rolls here. Lights Love can it. go out, mm-hmm. you know, anything <laughs> like that. So, all right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Again, um, John Knapp, Sean Winardi, and Josh Rasmussen. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us today for the Spring Hills Podcast. Don't forget to sign your kids up for Adventure Week 2020. You can go to springhills.org, click on the Adventure Week link, That's going to be coming up soon, and it's going to be absolutely amazing. There is so much going on in preparation for that. It's going to be all online this year, so make sure you get your kids signed up for it because it's going to be really cool. 
We're putting a lot of fun things, fun twists on Adventure Week this year. First time we've ever done it online, so it'll be great. So sign your kids up. Again, springhills.org. Click on the Adventure Week link. And also next week, Pastor Brett will be joining us here on the Spring Hills Podcast to wrap up his series, Let's Be Honest. So don't miss out on that. Have a wonderful week.